For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Steffen. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Steffen. Hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, today <laughs> is one of those days where you just think about all the things that you've gone through and you're very fortunate. You know, we appreciate all the good things and even all the things that are bad. You know, you just take it one day at a time. Uh, for us, this has come full circle. Um, the person we're going to interview today uh, has a special heart, uh, you know, a special place for us in our heart. Um, she has been there in the beginning in our journey, and she was our first go-to when it came to um, getting involved with cannabis or CBD oil uh, for Aiden. Her name is Janelle Ralph. Uh, she was with, uh, formerly with Palmetto Harmony, but now it is called Harmony. Um, we're going to love to hear her story and how she got involved in cannabis as well as, you know, the industry and helping others like us and, um, how we got to meet her and how she played a role in our lives. Um, it's, it's been a journey, um, as you guys know, cause you guys have been listening to our podcast. You already know the things that we shared, but this is a, this is a special interview for us more. So, you know, it's a little heartfelt. So there'll be some tears. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> because it, it we'll try to keep them to a minimal though yeah, I know. We'll, yeah we'll, we'll try to do that <laughs> uh, so tonight we want to thank and welcome janelle ralph of harmony thank you welcome janelle well thank you guys for having me i'm super excited about this you know uh, we it, it has been a really long journey as Iris. i mean your family and everything you guys have been through and you guys have supported me in my journey as well, you know, being that we're both special needs parents, I think that we view view the world a little bit differently and yes. you know, we're all in this together. So yeah. it's an honor to be here. So let me tell the listeners a little backdrop on how we started using um I keep saying parental harmony because that's what um that's, you know, what that's what we knew, you know, your company as. So um, Aiden was hospitalized and with, um, with, he had like a, I think it was a grand mall and yeah. this was the beginning of his epilepsy journey. And we went to the hospital and at that point he was on his first seizure med, which was Keppra and it wasn't working like, at all. And he was at, on the max dose. So then we went to the hospital and he was hospitalized and then they said, well, we're going to try another medication which was um difficult valparic acid we're like okay and, and just like all parents you're pretty optimistic like okay this is gonna be it you know it's gonna be seizure free and it's gonna be done right no it wasn't like that at all actually almost like he was getting worse to a certain degree um we had a uh, osiris had a close friend who came over and talked about using CBD for epilepsy. This was a while ago before Aiden got worse. So we, he, he mentioned it, we listened. But in my head, I'm like, eh, that's not going to be us. Aiden's not that bad, you know. So it was like, okay. Then we came home from the hospital, and Aiden was actually getting that bad. And I said, Osiris, oh, like, we got to do something. Like, we're not going to be on that roller coaster where they're going to keep adding another med, max dose, adding another med, adding another med. Next thing you know, he's on 10 meds. Because we had her stories like that. So we're like, all right, let's see. So I just did this internet search. And by the grace of God, I just came up with this website, that your website. And we're like, okay, looks legit. Uh, okay, how are we going to get it? Okay, we're up. Oh, they're located in South Carolina. Wait, I have family in South Carolina. And then we started. <laughs> so, because oh, at that point, like I think I was telling you when we we, go, we get to your visit, that we, um, New York wasn't, a, I guess, a legal state then. It was still in this weird era, like stage. So you people were not able to ship to New York. 
So I saw that there was like the storefront. I can't remember the name of the storefront that was um, distributing your products. Called my aunt. It happened to be like 20 minutes from her job. I, and she, I called her crying hysterically. And I, she didn't know what she was buying. <laughs> she was just like, okay, I'll help you. Then she was like, okay. And then my cousin got involved, got to the post office, and then that's just the story. So that's just, and then after a while, obviously, you were able to ship to New York and, you know, everything worked out. But it's just like that, that funny story. And, you know, and you have helped us so much. So we just want to let people know on how you started, um, talk about your daughter and, like, give them the whole story. Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned, you know, in the very beginning. So we started under the... Uh, the very early farm bill, the farm yes. bill of 2014 as a research project. And what people don't realize is that in 2014, the federal government legalized the cultivation of hemp under very strict guidelines of research, but there was still no protection to do in interstate transportation of hemp. Um, and so there was this really weird three or four month period. We enacted uh, Palmetto Synergistic Research, which was the uh, company that we initially started, and Harmony is now the brand of that company. Um, and what happened was during that, the very first portion of us uh, being part of that 2014 Farm Bill, growing in Kentucky, manufacturing in South Carolina, because um, South Carolina did have a hemp legislative bill that allowed us to do that, and then the, we worked with some government to be able to um, get the hemp after it was already processed and bottled into South Carolina or processed ready for bottling because our bottling facility was here and our distribution facility was here. Um, but it wasn't until about uh, early 2000, I'm going to say December 2005, Mitch McConnell actually passed a piece of legislation that protected anyone that was growing hemp under the 2004 farm bill as a research project, 2014 uh, farm bill under a research project uh, to allow for interstate transportation. So once he passed that piece of legislation, then we were actually able to ship it. But up until then, we were really held to the constraint of South Carolina and Kentucky, Kentucky where it was grown, South Carolina where it was bottled. So we were really, really reluctant to ship anything at the time. Um, but once Mitch McConnell wrote that proviso, then we were able to start transporting it and shipping it because what our research project was actually done under the marketability of hemp. Was it actually a viable crop or could it be produced into a viable product that actually could for, you know, be marketable and be a commodity. So that was what our research was based on because we knew in order for us to produce the product, the CBD that my daughter needed, that other people needed, we needed to be able to distribute it and we needed to do it in a way that was still compliant under that first farm bill. And so that's what we did. Um, and that's, it's funny because you guys reached out to me, probably one of the very first people, and that's when we were still in that limbo of, well, we're in South Carolina, we can give it to you here, but we can't send it to you anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So very first first of of many, many different accomplishments and, and legislation and regulations. But to talk about how I got into this, I mean, I basically, my daughter was born with a super rare genetic condition. Um, she was, she was um, the youngest of our children. We have two older children that are what you would say functionally normal. Um, but for her, she, she was born with a condition called lysencephaly, which basically genetic, the outside of her brain is completely smooth. Um, it's extremely rare, about 600 cases worldwide at any given time. Her life expectancy because of the severity of the, of the disorder um, and her brain malformation, it's a brain malformation. They gave us to about three to four years old for her life expectancy, and they said it wasn't the disorder that would take her from us. It was the, the seizures that would go along with how bad her brain is malformed. So lysencephaly is also known as smooth brain. Mm -hmm. So a normal person's brain looks like a waffle, has that last layer. 
that it forms. Uh, they call it gyrea, where Harmony's brain is completely smooth. So in utero, her last layer of her brain didn't actually form. So they call it smooth brain. She has a little tiny bit of gyrea in the back that formed, but with smooth brain becomes the, the battle is uncontrollable seizures. And so what we found is by the time she was three and a half years old is, you know, we had done five different anti-epileptic drugs. I know that, you know, Osiris has been on those as well, or Osiris's son has been on them many. <laughs> the problem with the anti-epileptic drugs is, you know, the pharmaceutical isn't, isn't about healing people. They're about getting lifelong patients. I mean, it's, it's that simple. They're, they're not about healing the situation. They're about masking, if possible, the, the symptoms for the condition, but it's not actually getting better. Um, and so we didn't know at the time we had two normal children. And, you know, when you take a normal child and you take them to the doctor, what happens is the doctor gives you an antibiotic when they're sick and they get better and you trust the doctors. Well, when you have a child with complicated medical conditions, you take them to the doctor and it's not, you initially think that the doctor knows best and they're going to tell you what needs to happen and your child's going to get better. And it takes you a little, a little, a little bit to realize that they're really just guessing. They, they call it medical practice for a reason. They're practicing. They don't really have the answers for us. But, yeah, you know, you're right. your, initial, your initial reaction is you've got to trust them. And so we went through five high anti-epileptic drugs and some of the drugs made harmony seizures worse. I witnessed it as a parent watching them get worse and wondering why this is happening. And eventually, you know, we ended up one step away from hospice. Our last day at the hospital, they basically told us we needed to start making arrangements for end of life. She was in a pretty much a constant state of seizures. Um, she was having hundreds a day. There was no real break from them. They were myoclonic seizures. So they came repetitively over and over. They started as infantile spasms when she was younger. Sometimes they, they would end up if she had a huge cluster of them in a, in a grand mall. Um, so she did have a wider range of, of seizures, different types. And I mean, basically her, her brain was just constantly seizing. So then I started researching alternative treatments and everything that I researched took me to cannabis. And at the time, this was 2004. And at the time, what we knew was cannabis, but what was not told was it was hemp and not marijuana. So everybody at the time thought, well, it's marijuana. It's marijuana. CBD is derived from marijuana. You have to, you have to grow marijuana in order to get it. It wasn't until probably educating myself for a good eight months, learning the compounds and all the different cannabis plants and what they meant, did I realize that and taking advice from a lot of people within the industry and, and hearing their side of things. Uh, I learned that, you know, CBD is the predominant compound that's actually treating epilepsy. And in order to obtain CBD, the, it is the most predominant compound in the hemp plant, not in the can marijuana plant. Both family, family cannabis, family of plants, one is hemp, one is marijuana. And the true scientific definition is, Hemp is CBD dominant with trace amounts of THC. Yes. Where marijuana is THC dominant with trace amounts of CBD. Now, all those compounds in a cannabis plant can treat epilepsy. Some children actually respond better to THC. Some respond better to CBD. Some like a combination of both. For Harmony, what we found, it was the CBD which was unfortunate at the time because even though THC was illegal in South Carolina, and it was very easily accessible. CBD was legal in South Carolina, but nobody could get it. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of a catch-22. And, you know, and initially in the very beginning, I did try THC with Harmony, and it didn't go well. It actually made her seizures worse. So I knew that wasn't the compound for her. Um, we, ha we did get a two-week supply of what was supposed to be CBD. I think that that definitely was because there was a, a noticeable response. Um, she stopped having seizures right away. We had no idea on dosing, um, but we knew it was something that worked. And then we went to buy again from a different supplier at the time, more of it, and ended up getting sold straight THC with fake labs that were supposed to be CBD. And it was just a, a complete nightmare. 
Um, and I kind of knew it was THC because like I said, I had already given her THC. So I knew her response. So as soon as I gave her the quote unquote reputable company CBD, she had the same response. So at that point I reached out to a mom in Maine and sent a sample off to have tested at a lab because she had access to a cannabis testing facility and it came back. It was straight THC. So then I knew, wait a minute, this isn't good. And so I started reaching out to other parents. I had already formed the website CBD for children with epilepsy because I was trying to find the CBD for Harmony. Um, Cause I figured if I, somebody out there's got it. And if there's enough parents asking for it, then supply and demand, natural law, somebody's going to step up and give it to us. So I created this Facebook group, added a bunch of parents that were talking about CBD in it, and added a bunch of people from the cannabis space that potentially could have it. And that's where, you know, all the bad dealings happened, as I like to call them, which forced me into this industry. So that's where I found this supposed reputable company out of California that was going to sell us CBD and sold it to a bunch of parents in non-legal states that only had CBD legislation and come to find out, you know, after getting some organizations involved and sending several samples off to labs, finding out that it was all straight THC, that they were charging us $350 for a 10 milliliter syringe of. What? Is about, in, in the world of the THC world, that's like a $25 worth $25 to $30 worth of product, trim product. So it was, it was very eye-opening. And then after that, I decided that, you know, if I'm going to do something in this space, I'm, I, if I'm going to get Harmony what she needs, I'm actually going to have to earn her the space and do something. So, so that's what put me into the CBD space, basically. Oh, what is- and so <laughs> I, I had a, a father who was on the on the CBD for children with ep- uh, epilepsy group that had a son with epilepsy that got one of the first grow licenses in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. His business dealings fell through. He reached out to me on the website because he knew I was searching for product. And he said, you know, I've got product. Do you want to purchase it? And I said, well, let me see what I can do. And I ended up getting an investor and starting a business in the space because I figured if if I was going to get Harmony a, a trusted, safe supply, I, I needed to do it myself. So, and that's how Harmony began. And that's what um, actually leered me to um, your site because I'm like, if she, if someone is going to give this to their child, then to me, I just by I just felt that it was it it had to be for me it had to be safe and it's particularly i'm giving it for my son with epilepsy and you're doing it for your daughter with epilepsy to me that was that was pretty reassuring to me and that's why I'm going through the websites when i was doing the search i was like this has this has to be the company yeah i mean after through that cbd for children with epilepsy site that i founded and created looking for supply and demand you know, I had a lot of people send me a lot of products saying, try this, use this. Yes. And, you know, we had no access to any laboratory testing. So, you know, our, we, I was really reluctant to give anything to Harmony. And thank God I was. Thank God I was, you know, the, the, the two times, three times that I did give her, the first was CBD from somebody out of Colorado. I did give it to her. She responded positively. The second was the company that had news articles about them. They were supposedly well-trusted. Mm. And I didn't take it before, which probably was a mistake, but, you know, it was definitely THC, the way she responded. And then having that access to the labs proved what my intuition told me. And then the third one is the stuff that I bought. You know, I... I trusted the father in Kentucky. He grew under the pilot program. We set up a processing facility there, brought it back to our processing facility in South Carolina and Harmony was born out of that. But after I had access to actual, you know, testing facilities where I could send these samples of products that people had just sent me through the mail of different quote unquote CBD companies Frankly, and this is in 2000 and late 2004, um, frankly, kind of mid-2004, 
99% of them had either no CBD in it, very um, trace amounts of CBD, if that. It was more like hemp seed oil. Um, had high, if they did have some CBD in it, they had high, high levels of heavy metals that would have especially lead that would not have been fit for consumption. Um, mold, some of them had mold and pesticides in them. Like there was no regulatory body over any of it. And then a couple of them were just THC. I mean, they were low grade THC, five milligrams of THC per ml. And, you know, these were products that people are, you know, shipping to parents and states and telling them that there's something that they're not grossly mislabeled. So, I mean, it's, it's been a long journey. It really has. It's been long and tiring and I'm glad I did it because, you know, we were through all of this, I've been able to drive the narrative of third party lab testing on all products, nice. which now the industry is really stepped up and everybody's starting to realize how important that is. Um, I've been able to pass comprehensive legislation uh, case in point, South Carolina, our hemp legislation here, I was able to, to to be the forefront moving that forward and making sure that it was comprehensive, that we would be able to grow, cultivate, and have a have a really good viable program here for consumable products along with other types of hemp products as well. Um, I was able to work on some federal legislation, the 2018 Farm Bill. We were able to to work with Wyden and McConnell's office when I was at the time part of and founder of Agricultural Hemp Solutions. Um, now, you know, and I was able to create a business that I feel is extremely corporately responsible and has been able to help hundreds of people across the country. And hopefully we'll be able to continue to have a big voice and, and, and stay in this space for as long as it takes to, to make cannabis a, a um, a legal enterprise. <laughs> hemp, hemp so far, maybe maybe one day we can make marijuana a legal enterprise as well. <laughs> so uh, can you tell us then, like, what are the challenges you were facing just from starting the business? I mean, uh, you were very fortunate to get an investor. I don't know how long that took or, you know, someone to, to jump in and say, you know what, let me take a chance on you to, you know, to start this business. And I don't know if you've ever had experience starting a business before, especially something like this. Yeah, no. So I, you know, I've been around the cannabis space the majority, a, a long portion of my life. Um, I grew up in Alaska. My father was a grower. Uh, I don't know oh. if you guys know the history of cannabis, but cannabis was never actually illegal in Alaska. There was a very short stint. We had a governor for about three years that uh, made cannabis illegal and realized that that wasn't going to work. And, and then that law got thrown out. But um, my brother has been a grower. He's actually one of the largest recreational growers in Alaska now. He's been a grower for 30 years. I mean, I've been around this plant a large majority of life, my life. It wasn't something I ever wanted to do. I didn't want to be in the enterprise in any way. I had no concern for it whatsoever, which is one of the reasons why the CBD for Children with Epilepsy site was created because I knew so many people from growing up that were actually in the cannabis Space. So I was able to add them into that group, even though none of them had heard of CBD at the time, which I found really fascinating. But they were obviously growing, you know, marijuana and not hemp. Um, but I have a long history with this plant uh, from childhood up until now. And as far as like getting into the space, when I went to, so I've, I've also, I'm an entrepreneur. I've owned several businesses. I've owned several restaurants. Um, I've owned a real estate development company. That's what I did before. And then when Harmony was diagnosed, I basically kind of, we sold off everything and, and we actually went on the road and did some traveling for a little while just to let her experience, just to be with her. And, um, we, we bought this big RV and, and kind of traveled for about a year from the time she was a year to two, two, two years old, right around two, when things started getting really bad with their seizures. Um, because we didn't know how long we would have with her, frankly. And so at that time, I when, when we got back to Myrtle Beach, when I decided I was going to go into this business when she was three and a half, four, I reached out to business partners I had in the past that had invested or I had worked with and um, I had a lot of people that were super interested, but by the time we walked into the attorney's office 
and sat down and discussed, you know, an investment in this type of enterprise, all of their attorneys were like, absolutely not. I mean, I had people that were going to, that knew my situation, that invested in projects with me before that were willing to give me money on like basically no terms and hardly any interest just to pay them back what they gave me. And their attorneys and are, were just like, you can't do this. You absolutely cannot give her money because you risk, for this enterprise, you risk every other business and all the money that you have because of the type of business it is. And that's how difficult it was. And so I, um, you know, I invested some of my savings, but fortunately I had been going around and testifying at some of the, we had these marijuana hearings that Nikki Haley, our governor before McMaster's, um, had set up these hearings around the state to, to have people come in and discuss a potential medical marijuana program and what that would look like. Um, and at these hearings, I met a gentleman, uh, Trent Hartley, who was an investor in the cannabis space. Um, he was an Artview investor. This is, he was his passion. It's what he did, him and his family. Um, they were out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And fortunately for me, I presented them with a business plan and they didn't have any quorums with it because they had already invested into the space and they were investing in medical marijuana. So in marijuana ventures. And so they were, um, I, I was just lucky in that respect because, you know, my normal investment avenues that I would look at for any of my other entrepreneurial businesses that I've had, there was no way they could do it there. Every attorney said, you just can't do this. Like walking into a bank. I went to 20 banks before I could get a bank that would even let me have an account. I mean, it was, it was so difficult. So, so difficult, but now things are, you know, for example, we were able to qualify for well, one of the one of the um, PPP loans. So things are changing. I mean, you couldn't even I couldn't even get a bank account. And now, flash forward, you know, four years, and now we're able to get federal funding from the government um, with our with our businesses. So it, it really shows the strive strides we've made in this industry over the last four years. Been it's been absolutely tremendous Fantastic. and i do i do give credit to the special needs community for that because if it wasn't for us parents and it wasn't for us fighting for our children hemp and cannabis would not be where it is today there's no way it would not be on the forefront of having marijuana legalized and hemp legalized and i can honestly say that because that movement i've been around my whole life and nothing moved until us parents got involved. And that's the truth. Uh, I, uh, I mean, I've been part of some movements myself, and I see the power. You know, what was, was interesting for us, we didn't feel as empowered until we got involved with this plan. And there's one of our mantras is that, you know, it empowers us to take control of our child's life and health. Because before that, you know, like you stated earlier, you know, you listen to doctors, you accept what they say because they're the professionals, you know, this is what they went to school, this is what they studied. So we're conditioned to listen to them. But at some point when Absolutely. we when we took back that power in a sense of understanding what the plant was doing and how it can help, we're like, no, we're empowered now because we understand, we know what our son needs. So we go to them and state, okay, this is our plan, this is how we're going to do. How can you support this? How can and financially you? too. Yes. You know, I the other thing too that that I want to point out is that you know when we when Harmony was sick, truly sick, and we were relying on the pharmaceutical industry, we were we thank God for thank God that there's government programs out there, but we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars every. I mean, we did three courses of steroid injections for 32 days. Each each course cost $220,000. But because of organizations like We Are Rare and because of, our, you know, federal programs like um, HEFRA, which is our state program, that those, those were covered. But, I mean, even down in our pharmaceuticals that we fill the prescription every single month, they were running like $20,000 a month. 
And to be able to, to be able to, you know, have to rely on the government and the program and know you have all these crazy medical bills that somebody else is paying for, and then be able to go out and purchase something for $50 a month that stops your kids' seizures. And you're bringing the power back to you. You're now having control. You can financially control it. You can, and, and even the simplest things that people don't even talk about. Doctors don't even talk about the importance of our diet and what we're putting in our children. Exactly. And how important that is. How important, you know, seizure triggers, MSG, lots of carbohydrates, lots of, of preservatives, all of these things for our children who are very, very susceptible to the environment and anything can trigger them for a seizure. The doctors don't talk to you about what is an appropriate diet that can help with seizures. We reduced Harmony seizures 30% by just changing her diet, just doing a modified Atkins diet. So if you think about you know how you feel when you eat a, sh- a ton of carbs or really bad food. You know how your body feels? And yes. we're not even that susceptible. Exactly. You know, your body feels yucky. You don't want to do anything. You're, ugh, you just feel nasty. Well, for our kids, it's a seizure trigger. They don't just feel nasty. They have a bunch of seizures. But the doctors don't talk to you about that. They don't tell you, hey, you know what? If you If you just change these little things in your kid's diet, you may be able to get seizure control, especially for children that don't have really severe epilepsy. No, they put a drug and that drug potentially can make things worse. Wow. So exactly. I mean, and they say, you know, I always talk about statistics and statistically the United States consumes 75% of the world's pharmaceuticals, the world. 75% we consume. And we are the unhealthiest country in the world. (laughs) Yes, we are. Right there, you can think about that and be like, oh, I wonder what we're doing wrong. So, I I mean, there's just so many things when you step back and look at it once you have a child like Harmony that you you just look at things so much different than you did when you have healthy children. That is true. That is true. And we, uh, I think uh, we take it for granted until our child's going through something. Then we realize, like, okay, things are just got to be slightly different. So we're not jumping into anything with doctors when they say, okay, is that time? You know, it's like, no, no, you're just not poking my child right now with anything. And I think that's what happened with us when he started having seizures. We're like, okay, let's hold off on anything to do with him yet and really get a full scope because. Like your concern was, you know, the medication after medication after medication. And for you, uh, at what point, I mean, because I know they probably had Harmony like on three, four different medications before you decided to say, hey, you know what, that's, that's it. Because we, uh, one of the things we definitely talked about was the side effects. Because like, for yep. instance, like one particular uh, medication that he's on now causes ammonia levels to go up. And that triggers seizures. And so we have to take another yep. medication to stop the ammonia <laughs> from going up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there was the other aspect of, well, you know, for him to go back to school, well, he's got to get vaccinated. We're like, well, don't the vaccines actually tr- trigger seizures? It's like, yeah, well, we we can't because that's what we're trying to prevent. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that whole vaccine decision, boy, that's a whole other worm, can of worms. But Yeah, that's another so, ball game. <laughs> we can get into that on a different day. <laughs> a whole other day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they do. They cause seizure. Actually, um, funny enough, the CDC, I was actually just going to uh, write something about the CDC has actually been recently changing their website uh, around vaccines. Which I find very fascinating that the government or nobody's or the media nobody's talking about it. But if you go to their vaccine pages, DTAP right now, they actually have um, put caution right on there that as one of the risks from DTAP vaccine, it's very rare, but long-term seizures, coma, lowered consciousness, or permanent brain damage may happen after a DTAP vaccination. We did see that. So nobody's talking, and I don't know if this is. The, the switch that's coming because of, you know, the, the vaccine injury fund and people, you know, maybe the government or, or judges are actually requiring them to be a little bit more transparent with these vaccines. But 
But literally, this is this is something that they just changed recently on their website to give a warning about this. So we know that, you know, it may be in rare cases, but at least now they're admitting that there could be a real problem with them. So, but that's a whole whole other story for another day. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm gonna look into that one for sure. As you were developing your business and creating all the product lines, like for many people who are looking around, trying like yourself, you know, when you were looking, trying to find an ideal uh, company, reputable, what separates your brand from other brands, like your oils from other oils? So there's lots of things. We're one of the only companies in the space that actually do a lipid infusion, meaning we don't actually, we don't use a solvent. We don't use an ethanol, we don't use we don't use anything that's harmful. All we do is we take the oil that it's suspended in because you have to suspend it in oil for it to be bioavailable and, and easy for you to consume. So just cannabinoids themselves, when you extract them in their raw form, they're literally as thick as tar. So you could never consume that. I mean it's so and it's 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 not good. Um so we put them in a suspending oil, and that suspending oil works as a train for your system. So it gets in your body, and it goes to where it needs to go. Um, so we use the oil, which is medium-chain triglyceride, because it's the most bioavailable, as as our actual quote-unquote solvent. Through heat, time, and pressure, all we do is run it directly through the plant matter and extract all the good stuff that's in that plant. So we extract the chlorophyll, which now we know is super good for you, we extract all the secondary cannabinoids, the terpenes, all the stuff that makes makes it truly effective at lower doses. So you don't have to take as much of it. It's super effective, and you're getting all that good stuff. It's like a multivitamin almost instead of just taking one vitamin or a single molecule of something. And on top of that, you don't ever have to worry about any harmful solvents because we don't actually nothing ever touches that plant that's harmful in any way where all of the other extraction methods that are out there there's going to be a solvent even co2 they have to use ethanol in order to to remove and break down the the stickiness and and get it so it's soluble so they can get it out of their equipment at some point there's always a solvent touching that unless you're doing our proprietary lipid infusion method or something similar to it. Um, there are some other uh, smaller companies that do do a lipid infusion method um, that's not proprietary, but ours is very proprietary to what we do. Oh. Um, on top of that, you know, we're vertically integrated. Where we grow, we manufacture, we distribute. So we we control all of our supply chain. Ninety nine percent of the companies in this space are literally marketing companies. They don't they don't grow. They don't extract. They don't manufacture. All they do is sell a product and slap a label on it. That's all they do. They have no control over their supply chain, which means they don't know what what genetics they're getting. It could be very different from batch to batch. It could be even extracted very different from, from bottle to bottle. You don't know. Um, the other item is we're one of the first USDA organic certified companies. Um, so not only is our grow organically certified, but our manufacturing plan is organically certified and all of our product lines are organically certified, meaning we don't use any chemicals in any of our process, whether you grow it, whether we're manufacturing it, growing it, and, and it's proven through the USDA. We're one of the very few companies that have that USDA organic seal. Also, we're one of the few companies that actually are registered with the FDA as a, a CGMP plant, meaning that we... I've opened the doors to the FDA saying, you know what? We are registered with you. We want you to come in. We want you to look at what we're doing. We want you to expect us because we're doing it right. We're, we're doing everything that needs to, that is needed for, for us to make and process a product that will not make you sick, that will only make you healthier, and that is, is risk-free. So we are what we, here's our mission statement, and we do some other things that are super corporate responsible. So we have two brands. One of them, one percent of all of our proceeds goes to regenerative agricultural practices. We're a big believer in in the planet and and regenerative ag uh, 
the Harmony brand, 1% of our proceeds go to low-income families with special needs children and products. So when we have people that have, they don't have the income to afford our product, we have a program in place for that. You can call us, and you literally can call us Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and actually talk to a human yes. at any time. That's 843-331-1246. That's our phone. You can go to our website, palmettoharmony.com, and you can actually call, talk to a human. They, will, they can give you advice on, on the product. They can tell you what you need to do with it. And we also have a program for low-income families that if you are if you don't make a lot of money that you want to use our product, guess what? We'll donate it to you. We'll donate it to you. We put you on a program, and we actually give it to you for free. It's part of our corporate responsibility. Um, so that's a few things as far as part. And we are registered as a 117 CFR 117-111 arm. 117 is for food products. 111 is for dietary supplements. So we um, we work really hard to make sure that everything we produce is safe, it's tested, transparent. And our mission statement is, you know, we're the guiding star in the CBD industry, which we I think we always have been. We've driven a lot of the narratives and stars standing for safety, transparency, accountability, and reliability. And that's us. That's who we are as a company. Yeah, amazing. Oh, again, um you have donated to us when we had hard times when when we were in dire strait and you we called and you did it you sent us a bottle paid we paid you when we could and we thank you for that so yeah you definitely you know stick by your word um i, I have a question for you in terms of i know we spoke about this a couple of years ago about um the qeeg i just wanted you to tell the listeners about harmony's qeeg Oh, her uh, QEEG. Yeah. Um, so once we started the Palmetto Harmony, we worked with a neurologist who does quantitative EEGs. Yes. Which basically is um, like a hybrid of an EEG that actually maps the brain. Um, we did a couple of sessions prior to us starting the Harmony. And then we've done them every six months for the last four, almost five years that she's been on Harmony now. Um, and what, what we've literally been able to do quantitatively is prove that it has actually repaired her brain. So her disorder will only allow for her brain to function on a certain level. But for some reason, with her taking the CBD, the Harmony CBD, and now I, I, I emphasize Harmony CBD because it's a true full spectrum. It's not an isolated compound. And what, what we know is that full spectrum is by far what you need if you're going to be dealing with something complicated. And the reason why I say that is because we it's been proven in Israel where they've done research forever. They've coined it the entourage effect meaning you need all of those other compounds in there to actually create the effect to be able to fix a problem and become have homeostasis for your body and have the most powerful anti-inflammatory on the planet. So isolates don't do that, guys. That's a pharmaceutical model. They don't do it. If you go and you buy something that has 2,000 milligrams in a bottle, it's probably an isolate. You don't want that. That's something for everyday health and wellness. If you want to do something everyday health and wellness and you're already healthy, then please go get that. That's great. But it's not what you need if you're dealing with a complicated problem in your life. So basically the, you know, the full spectrum is what you need in order for you to, to really understand the true effects of it. And you don't need a lot too, 20 to 40 milligrams a day for a full spectrum. If it's a small child, you can even take less five to 10. Some of, some of the um, people that take our product take two milligrams a day and have seen, you know, success with seizures. But what we fit, what we found through quantitative EGs is literally it has repaired her brain past what her, her disability is capable of doing meaning that she is she is actually more coherent and more aware of her surroundings and her brain is functioning on a level that her disorder would not normally allow her to do. Her doctor told us, her neurologist said, short of divine intervention, he's never, ever seen anything like it in his practice. Wow. Well, not to mention she, you know, technically just turned, she 
technically was only supposed to live Del Four. She was almost put on hospice at about that time, and she just had her 11th birthday. Yes. Yeah, just... And since we started five years of Harmony, they almost six, I think, 2005, early, early 2005, January. I don't know how many years it's been now. <laughs> years go by fast. Um, we have actually seen no hospital stays. And this is a child. We lived at the hospital for two and a half years of her life. Like we lived there. We were medevac six times in a six month period. They, they basically told us to make arrangements for her. We, we have no hospital stays. She had strep throat three years ago that we were able to stay in our local hospital and did not have to be emergency evacuated to MUSC, which had never happened in her life. We've never spent time at her local hospital. She's had no, we have, we've given her emergency medicine now probably maybe twice, um, which she was taking twice a day given. Um, we've reduced her pharmaceuticals by 90%. She has a 95% seizure control from where she was before. She still has seizures. They're just not nothing like they used to be. Same with Aiden, And she yes. has a quality of life now. I mean, that's that's where we are. It is short of divine intervention. It's, and we have one catalyst, and that's the CBD. That's it. There's nothing else. We reduced her pharmaceuticals. We haven't added any pharmaceuticals. It's literally the CBD is the only catalyst we added in. Wow, it's amazing. I, I, I listened to you, and we've talked, and we've met, and it's like your inspiration to us as a family as well going through this. So, you know, I remember seeing you for the first time in Vegas. Um, I remember you were setting up your booth, and I patiently waited like a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, I'll never forget. I'm standing outside her booth, and she's setting up. She's talking to some people, and I'm just standing there patiently with a stuffed animal that I purchased for Harmony. Because I remember we had talked about her, and I held it, and I'm like, I, I like, I got nervous. Literally, I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna say to her, because of how much uh, you Seriously. meant to us, you know. And it was like tears. I'm like, I'm trying to hold back tears. I'm like, do I hug her? Do I shake her hand? What What do I say? What do I do? And it's like, okay, you know, I guess you didn't realize I was behind you because you were so caught up in trying to set everything up, and you were talking to so many people. And I introduced myself to you, and I, I don't know if it registered who I was. Because, you know, because of everything that was going on. And it was like, wow, I, I finally got to meet her. And, like, right after I, um, you know, I talked to you and I handed you the, um, the teddy for um, Harmony, I left and I called Nina immediately. I'm like, I, I saw her. I saw her. I, I talked to her. <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah, about? I mean, it's, it's so crazy to think, like, I mean, I, I, I don't even, there's so many of those experiences now that happen with all of us parents that, you know, we, we spend so much time talking to each other now and on Facebook and on social media platforms. And there's just so many, it, it's so, it's really nice to have a community of people that, you know, we all get what we're all going through. And even if we don't see eye to eye on certain topics like COVID and masks and all the other craziness going on, at the end of the day, we're all just special needs parents. And our lives are very different anyway. Mm -hmm. And we, we just all seem to be able to come together normally. So it's really great. I mean, it's it's just a good community of people to be involved in. And, and I'm really glad that my life path has led me this way. Through all the other business ventures, nothing has been as rewarding. Nothing. And for us, it's like um, you could have just made the CBD and just kept it for Harmony. You know, you didn't have to do the business and share it with other people. And that's why I think for us, that's why we were so grateful because you, not everyone – has to do that you know you could have been like all right i'm gonna make it for harmony maybe give it to myself my family but then you decided to make it a business to share you know and then the fact that you're generous with your product and you know you you know because you know this is um, uh, someone's medicine so it's serious like if someone needs their cbd they need their cbd you know it's not like it's more than health and wellness like you said well i mean i think i i just felt respond you know, when I started the CBD for children with epilepsy site, there was no way I was getting into this industry. If I wanted to be in <laughs> cannabis, I'd have done it a long time ago. I don't want no part of it. But I felt so responsible for so many parents that had gotten ripped off on that dang group. Now now it's a great group. Yeah, it is a great <laughs> so group. I'm proud that it was created. There's a lot of really good talk on there. 
even outside of uh, of CBD, but just a lot of really great information for special needs parents as far as you know pharmaceuticals and dosing and well, not really dosing. I don't want to say that because that could be an FDA yeah. issue, but you know pharmaceuticals and and how we navigate that and diet and how we navigate that and. I mean, it's just a really great, there's not a lot of hate or negativity or fighting or arguing in, in a lot of the other groups. We don't, we just don't stand for that kind of stuff. It's just a really nice support system. Um, but I felt, you know, when I started it, I felt so responsible for so many parents that had gotten ripped off on that damn site from people that, you know, like I had. I mean, I even sent a thousand bucks to somebody and didn't get a, nothing back. And I was totally ripped off. I mean, there's, and so many other parents did that, you know, when I, when I finally was able to get access, it was like, I got to do right by these people. Like I've got, and I even donated a lot of product in the very beginning just to, to help the parents that had gotten ripped off. Um, And, you know, it's just one of those things. It's life, life sends you. Lemons, you make lemonade. Is that the thing? Yeah. Did I get that one right? Yeah, you did. You did. You <laughs> and did. So, you know, it was more of me feeling responsible for what I created and wanting to do right for those parents than it was for me getting into business. Because trust me, there's a million other businesses I could have done that that literally probably <laughs> would not have been this rewarding. Let me be clear on that. <laughs> but probably would have been a little bit more profitable with less work. We'll just leave it at that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do this. That's true. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Super package this is no joke. <laughs> and that's it true. It's a lot of work. To and it's fact, a lot of eighteen-hour days. It's a lot of compliance items. It's yeah. a lot of regulation. You know, and in the beginning, it was scary as hell. I mean, excuse my French, but you know, when we first started this, I was like, "Am I going to go to jail?" Is the DEA going to come and break down my door? I'm just a mom, a special needs mom. What? I mean, there was a lot of sleepless nights that I went, shit. I mean, because this is scary. Cannabis is scary. It's a scary space. Even if we were in the non-psychotropic side of it, you know? It was It, it was definitely... It, it was... <laughs> but honestly, if I hadn't started that CBD for epilepsy site on Facebook... I would not be here. That is 100% for sure because I probably would have found CBD eventually for Harmony and, and moved on. And But I just felt super responsible. And, and also I did feel, I felt so many parents' anxiety mm-hmm. and anguish over getting promised CBD and not getting delivered. And I felt so upset for parents that, had to uproot their family, leave loved ones behind and move out to Colorado to get something that didn't even get you high just to be able to treat their kids. Like the whole paradox of the CBD hemp industry in 2004 was literally, I just felt compelled to be in this space. I literally felt compelled. Almost like you had like a calling for it in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think so. And seeing, you know, having interactions with some of the quote unquote reputable companies and reputable people supplying and and seeing how nasty and dirty they were. And it just, yeah, I mean, I just, it, it was a calling at that point. Absolutely. Yeah, we I mean, if I, it, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, yeah, it was definitely calling. Well, we appreciate the fact that you answered that call. Uh, last thing, what would you say to people who are looking to get into this industry? You know, cause I know, I remember you had told us like the most important thing that was a uh, part of your business model was to have customer service, be, have people available and knowledgeable about your product to be able to be reached. Now you have everybody and I'm assuming their grandmother is a, a brand ambassador <laughs> and they're, you know, they're pitching these products and what do you, what would you recommend or say to them as they come in or looking to get into this industry? You know, it's a, this is a tough space right now, guys. I mean, there's thousands, there's 3,800 yes. CBD companies yeah. last count. Um, it is, 
it, it's not for the faint of heart right now. I, I would, if somebody came to me and said, I want to enter the CBD space, I would say, make sure you have deep pockets backing you. Make sure you, you treat this as a long haul because it's going to be. Make sure that you understand this is not a get-rich-quick scheme, and you better have really good a good understanding of what consumer packaged goods are and how to market them and how to sell them. Because if you don't have that, A, you need the good supply chain, and B, you need to be able to have a place to sell it. So whether it's direct-to-consumer and you're really strong on a direct-to-consumer line, or it's, you know, retail spaces and you've got those retail connections that you can get, you know, you can get it into GNC and you can get it into CVS. Otherwise, I mean, it is, it is a very tough, tough industry right now. I wouldn't recommend anybody entering this space right now. I mean, there is, there, we're calling it like the year, especially with COVID going on, we're calling it kind of the year of the slaughter in the CBD space. I mean, even on the farming end of it, I mean, farmers, I know farmers that are still sitting on hundreds of thousands of pounds from, from last year's crop that can't sell it. Uh, the, we are, we're still strapped. So here's what's happened. We passed the 2018 Farm Bill, which allowed hemp to be grown, cultivated, now it's fully legal. And everybody rushed in really quick because, oh, it's legal, it's legal, we're all rushing in. But what nobody took into consideration is the FDA never regulated it yet. The FDA still has to come out with their guidelines. And until the FDA does, those large chains like Walmart and Target and all the places and Amazon and all the places you need to be able to conduct business to grab market share will not touch CBD. And I know you think you can go on Amazon and buy CBD. Those companies are getting shut down every single day. Amazon does not approve CBD. But people will slide through every now and then. They'll sell it for a couple of weeks and they get shut down. So this is the challenges we face in this space. Like we can't conduct them. You cannot do Facebook advertising. You cannot do Google advertising because if you say CBD in an advertisement, they will shut you down. Yes. Because the FDA still says it cannot be regulated as a dietary supplement. So until the FDA comes out and says, yes, you can regulate it as a dietary supplement, I wouldn't recommend anybody getting in this space right now. It is literally overcrowded with not a lot of consumer base. But, I mean, unless you were in it four or five years ago and have a very committed consumer base that, that trusts you. So that's my, that's my advice for the, for the interim until the FDA comes out and regulates it like a dietary supplement. Thank you for your words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> now, once it is, though, there'll be, you know, this year and next year, the farmers, there's going to be a lot of farmers that don't ever farm this again. But once that FDA comes out, if you're on the farming side, there's gonna, it's going to be a commodity. It's going to be a good commodity. But right now, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> run, don't do it. Run. Well, I want to thank you, Janelle, really from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. We appreciate everything you've been doing and for all you've done for us as well. Uh, it's, it's basically a breath of fresh air knowing that someone like you is out there to help us as well as many families and parents out there who are going through the same journey and really you know, feel sometimes left alone to deal with it and trying to figure things out. But you provide uh, a safe place. And also a safe product for them to use. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks so much. Yes. I appreciate it. And also, please let everybody know where they can reach you, um, you know, to find your products. Palmettoharmony.com. Perfect. That's that's where you can go right there, Palmetto, as in the Palmetto State, P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O. Uh, for South Carolina Harmony.com. It soon will be HarmonyCBD.com, but oh. you'll be able to go there and get redirected to PalmettoHarmony.com. Palmetto. So, but for now, PalmettoHarmony.com. Awesome, awesome. Looking forward to that launch. <laughs> Thank you again. Yeah, I mean, Janelle. the website won't change. It's all the same. It's just we've been, um, we've been trying to get that domain name for a while now, and I think we're finally solidifying it. It's just going to be a redirect domain name, but it'll make it easier for people to find us. 
awesome. now that we've changed our name to just Harmony. Awesome, awesome. And Congrats. got a big mark on it. So, yeah, super happy. Yeah, and definitely check out if you're not into CBD, but she has uh, some awesome beauty products that I'm really enjoying right now. <laughs> so definitely yeah, check exactly. it out. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> the anti-wrinkle cream I'm very lo- I'm really enjoying. So definitely check up, check out her site. So that is well, Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me. And if you ever need me to come back, I'll be glad to come back. All right. It was really nice seeing you all the other day too. Oh, it was amazing. It was definitely our pleasure. Anytime Thank you're you. in South Carolina, you know you got you can come and visit. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're definitely gonna make some more trips down too. So thank you, yes. Janelle. Thanks, guys. It was great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Have good a good night. night. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephan. and I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong and stay empowered. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.